0: You are about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, Who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. with mm-hmm. com- Now we're podcast ready. Mike's driving. The Chewini is on the lap. Sean Ouellette's in the studio. We're ready to do a podcast, baby. Shawnee boy. How the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. It's great to be back here. We had a few
1: weeks where no kidding. we weren't talking to each other, but nope. here we are. I went on a cruise. Yep. If you
0: remember that. Dude, I, I don't know what in the world has has been of the last three weeks, but I mean, we came into the studio tonight, like, I had an open garage band in three weeks. Yeah. Like, I, I was missing parts, our, like, our our headphones weren't working. I mean, it's just clearly dudes who were just getting on the saddle. But I got to tell you, Sean, you sound much better than you did on on Monday.
1: Yeah, I had the case
0: of what <laughs> kind of, I think, everybody else had. I think yeah. you had it as well, didn't you? you said- well, we got on the phone. Um, Pick up the phone to call my good friend, Sean olette And uh, I hear, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, you you doing okay? He's like, yeah, man. I uh, just got the uh, post Thanksgiving cold, and I went, Johnny boy." <laughs> I might not sound it because I'm all hopped up on Dayquil, but your boy is down bad. We had a hitch in our giddy-up, The two of us did. We, um, how bad was your cold on a span of like one to ten? Was it a bad? There
1: cold? was there, so the night Thanksgiving night, I actually thought I was getting the flu. Oh, so it really? got it got bad. It ah, got I
0: fluish, see. muscle aches, all that stuff. Oh, but then it never really peaked after that. Yeah, mine ended up being a little bit later than yours. I guess it was Sunday morning. Colds are weird. Um, I have a really hot take when it comes to colds. What's that? Um, I would rather get a flu than the cold. Because when you get the flu, you are in a state of, I'm bed bound. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be a couple days, I'm out, out. It, it, It is... PTO, sick days at work, it is you're in bed, it is no movement. A cold is a big step below that, where you feel really bad, and nothing is really making you feel better, and it's not like, you know, you can take an antibiotic, it's just, you have to take stuff that kind of just helps, like, subdue some of the symptoms, but you're not sick enough to not do anything, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you, you can't really be in bed for two or three straight days with a cold, because you're feeling good enough to move, but bad enough to just where everything you do feels worse. Yeah. So that's where I was. That's how it's been the last few days. And I think two days ago, I kind of started on the up and up. And today was like, OK, I think I'm back. You
1: beat the great cold I beat of the 2023. 2023. There you go.
0: Yeah. So we are going to have an award ceremony for me um, this uh, this upcoming uh, Wednesday night. So um, if you guys want to tune in live, we're going to stream it live. Exactly, I will give yeah. myself a trophy and Sean will <laughs> present it to me. Uh, we'll call it the Connor Forrest Award, for Strong, strongest colds.
1: man to overcoming a, a cold. There
0: we go. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was tough. Um, colds just just suck because my little man had it over Thanksgiving, and then, um, and then of course I came down with it, which which wasn't fun. But it's weird. Colds are those things where you can feel. You remember the one moment you go, oh wait a second, I think I might have a cold here, right? You get that like nasal drip thing where you're like. Mm, this shouldn't be here. Like I feel fine, but I'm kind of sniffling here. And right. Like, oh, wait a second. This is an issue. Um. So it, it gradually got worse. But again, uh, Sean, I am a survivor. Um. So I'm I'm excited for my document my, my documentary to come out, and uh, you can expect a book on overcoming this cold to come out in about six months. So maybe it'll get forwarded by the Pope or the President or something. Who knows? Um. Shawny boy, it's great to see your face. It's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So instead of really going through the list of just all that we missed, because we did miss a lot. Um, we didn't miss it ourselves. We watched it, but but it's just impossible in in, in our short period of time here to recap everything. But lot, lots of news uh, to get through. Both of our teams <laughs> are, are rock bottom bad. Yeah. Um, let's see. Your team is as bad as they've been since the 90s. I mean I wouldn't remember but I would assume so. Yeah. Um
1: which is good. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad about that. I hate pages. 6. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 6. Yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, just I your, can't your wait. Your team
1: is as bad, has been as bad as the 90s for the past <laughs> what? 25 years. Uh, when was the last so time you guys had a good team that you were like, "Okay, we're going to the Super Bowl?" I You've never experienced it in your life, right?
0: No. No, no, no. Not even close. Okay, I so- haven't I have witnessed I have witnessed one playoff win in my life and at the time I was seven or six um, <laughs> yeah it's been it's dude it's That's I brutal. mean here's the thing the my Redskins are in the in the browns and in the you know Jags category of just just all-time bad so to me it's like I kind of don't know any different for you this is your first season of experiencing I'm watching my team and we don't have a shot a shot in hell I've experienced that a lot I would say I would say typically on a given year by the time Halloween comes around I'm usually bummed about my team and by the time Thanksgiving comes around I'm apathetic um so this year is certainly no different since we last cracked cracked the mics uh Jack Del Rio is out on his ass Brett Brett the defensive backs coach who most nobody didn't really know who he was and um not really of importance but uh, Washington are uh, they're just it, they're kind of they're in that canoe and you're just looking right over the horizon and there's just a waterfall <laughs> and you're like well nothing's gonna stop us so um, as John Mayer says we're all just slow dancing in a burning room here in Washington um, tell me about your patriots I, I mean, don't know do I want to talk about them yeah you do all I do is talk about how bad my team is I and know. get laughed at. I mean, I remember, Sean, vi- I remember visually wearing a Donovan McNabb jersey and getting laughed at. Um, in school, I believe I was a 6th grader, a 5th, 6th, 7th grader, um, You know, getting in arguments with people about how Donovan McNabb would actually take Washington to the next level. So I've been doing this my whole life. I want you to take a seat at the table and realize that what I hope happens is 30 years of this for you. 30 years? Oh, you Yeah. Mis- well, misery does love company. So um, talk to me. Um, who makes you want to cry more? All right, I have three things in front of you. Okay. okay? I want what is going to make you cry more? The end of Titanic, a picture of Bailey Zappi, and a picture of Mac Jones. Which makes you cry more?
1: What do you mean, cry more? I, I don't know what that if means. Like, you look out of at any out of these of things, sadness or out of pain, I'm, I'm sadness? Pain, pain. Okay, pain. Uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones? Mac Jones.
0: Mm,
1: Mac Jones. He's been awful. I mean, I, I, I'm back. not. Now, to He's be really fair, bad. can I be fair to him for a second? No. We have no talent whatsoever. We were mm. just talking about this before we got on the mics. The Patriots yeah. have. Zero talent. Can you name a receiver that's been good for us this year? That's I think been I, consistently good.
0: I think I said to you when he gets the opportunities, Demario Douglas is going to be But he's only a rookie, good. so
1: we've only seen him for a year, and they're right. really only using him on special teams.
0: He, now, yeah. he has been
1: yeah. a little bit on offense, mm-hmm. but he's mostly just our punt returner.
0: Yeah, I mean, the problem is he doesn't have anyone that's going to get him the ball, right? It's, it's almost what Terry McLaurin was going through in 2019 where it's like Dwayne Haskins or, you know, broken down like is Alex Smith like, Colt McCoy Colt McCoy <laughs> yeah. is a Kyle Allen it's just like what is going on can't get the guy the ball um yeah the, I mean the Patriots are just we're just we're bad the, yeah, I, I bad. said
1: this to you and you disagreed I said the only team I think we could consistently beat in the NFL would be the Panthers I mean, I, I, I'm yeah, serious. I think we lose every time well, to the maybe. Cardinals. I think the Bears beat us. I yeah, think no Washington Dude, beat I, us already. i got to be honest the with Giants you. The know,
0: Giants beat us. I think the Panthers beat you. I think the Patriots <laughs> are the worst team of football right now. Really? And it's, it's, I think, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, man. We talked about this. It was the first year of this podcast, and Tom Brady had been in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And our big pressing question, really one of the first episodes we did, because I think we started this in like March, some, sometime in the spring. Yeah, we did. And I remember one of my our first pressing questions, it was the biggest thing in football was, okay, what are the Patriots going to look like post Tom Brady? I mean, everybody talked about this endlessly. And I have said this to you for, for years now at this point. The Patriots have been one of the worst drafting teams up there with the Packers um, in recent memory. But
1: when we had Brady, it didn't matter because he was able Correct. to take talent from other
0: teams. Do you think Julian Edelman would have been what he was in Chicago?: No, exactly. So what no, you Grant had wasn't have either. Meh. No, he went. No, oh, no, 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 no. You're no, telling no, no, me no. that Brady was the one that made Gronk 6'6", 260, and just a bowling ball of a tight end. There's a lot of, of 6'6", 260
1: guys oh, in the NFL. Please, really? God.
0: So you, you don't think Tom Brady elevated people's play? I don't doubt he elevated. Okay, but and Rob Gronkowski's a, fact a he Hall did. of Famer. Oh, yeah. I don't think Tom Brady takes a, j- a jag and makes him a Hall. No, of famer. I'm not saying he would have been bad. He would have been a very very solid tight end. I need end. to go back on the tape because I think I I, I think. I really want to rewind time, because I think you said that he made Gronk good. Gronk was elite. Gronk would be elite on 31 Uh, other teams.
1: Playing for the prime Tom Brady New England Patriots brings you up a letter. I think what's Uh, happening uh, is you're a little hurt. You
0: missed your man crush, and I think you're lashing out on poor Rob Gronkowski. I'm not lashing out on Gronkowski. I love Gronkowski. I think you're lashing out at him.
1: No, I I, I think Tom Brady was one of those guys, as demonstrated with Amendola, Edelman, Chris Hogan... Um, yeah,
0: I mean, name all. I, I don't even know all the receivers. In fairness, we've had. during the mid two thousands, guys, the mid two thousands though, and and it, towards the late two thousands into the two thousand tens, the Patriots always had a good defense. I mean, a really really yeah. good defense. Think of the defensive studs. Even in was, recent years, I mean, Mike Vrabel. Go back to Teddy Bruschi, mm-hmm. Rodney Harrison. I mean, they had. I mean, obviously. uh Uh, Gilmore, uh, cornerback for uh, now for Daryl Revis at one point. Yeah. You got, and and you still got some, some good years at of Revis. Um, they always had, um, an ability. I think that was a sweet spot for them. That 2000, like probably six through 2011 to 12. I mean, it was Randy Moss. Like you had some legit stars. Tom Brady I, said the
1: best team he's ever been on was that 2007 Patriots. Uh,
0: that was arguably the best one of the best football teams. I mean, oh, if they didn't 100. win the Super Bowl, be, I mean they were going to be a, a perfect team. What was the second ever perfect team? The Only Dolphins. the seventy something Dolphins Seventy two Dolphins.
1: Yeah, did it.
0: So it, I gotta tell you, Shawnee, it um it is it is wild to turn on the TV on a Sunday and and see how little of a shot I mean, just just how how barren the Patriots look. And I mean yeah. it's just it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to look at.
1: You, you know what's the unfortunate thing? And I was talking to a coworker for, who's uh from New England, uh, and and he was saying at the beginning of the season, after we had lost to the Eagles and the Dolphins, remember those were close games. Yeah. He said, You know what? Our defense is always gonna keep us in games. Regardless yeah. of the opponent, regardless what game it is, defense will keep us in there. Right. That has not been the case this year. It's been the case in no. other years. Like, yeah, we've always, you know, every now and then, even when Brady was there, we would have our blowouts. Mm-hmm. I remember one Monday night against the Chiefs in 2014. Oh, yeah. remember if that, I was, remember that, on that was, it was Cincinnati. Awful.
0: Wasn't that the On to Cincinnati game? On the
1: Cincinnati game, yep. yeah. So our defense was always good, and mm-hmm. it kept us competitive in games. And the point my coworker was making was New England will be competitive in, in games. It's going to come down to the offense. We're not competitive in games. Nope. No, at all. No. I mean, there. What was the final down in Dallas earlier in the year? Week, I think five. It was. Was it thirty-eight yeah. to three or yeah, something? something? Thirty-one uh, to three. I
0: mean, just not. It, well, they weren't there. I mean, they, they, exactly. they, didn't even, they weren't even there.
1: So yeah. not only is our offense letting us down, our defense is, and then yeah. this week our special
0: teams is letting us down. It's just embarrassing. It's yeah. an, it's an embarrassment. Um, going through the league, um. I think a couple things are starting to stand out to me. This this season, um, and I, you tell me if I'm wrong, and I felt this on Sunday, and um, I will always be grateful for football. It's the greatest product that's an that's, um, entertainment entity that we have. Um, but this year has stood out to me as we have a lot of bad teams in football right now, a lot of bad teams. Now, I'm just going to start going through the list. I remember on Sunday – um, after watching uh, watching you know my 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 team get destroyed and just embarrassed in Dallas, um, that was Thursday on Thursday night on yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving um, Sunday, I I watched this one o'clock slate and it just was bad game after bad game after bad game. Now we got a classic with the Eagles and Bills, mm-hmm. but you know I mean I want to I'm I'm just I'm looking up at our helmets and I'm just gonna start listing some teams that are bad right. The Cardinals are bad. The Commanders are bad. The Buccaneers are are bad. The Vikings are bad. The Panthers and Falcons are bad. The Packers, the Colts, the Bears, the Patriots, bad. The Giants are bad. So on that side, on basically on our, I know no one can see this, but like on the left side of the teams that I just listed, you're talking about the Eagles being good, the Cowboys being good, the 49ers being good. Yeah. Every other team is bad there. Let's go on to the other side, right? So you've got now this you have some better teams here. You've got the Chiefs and the Lions who are good. Broncos are getting hot at the right time. Yeah, that Sean Payton thing starting to pay off that? a little bit. By the way, are we are we not talking about Russell Wilson who's all of a sudden looked really good? Huh? So what happens you when you get a good props. coach? Gotta give him some props. Um Raiders suck. They just blew out everybody. The Bills suck. I needed to say that. <laughs>
1: Dude, the Jets Bills. do too.
0: Jets are bad. Chargers can't do anything. Saints are bad. Titans are bad. Browns are bad. Bengals are officially over. They're bad. Houston's fun to watch. Ravens are really good. Um, You know the Seahawks are are, are a pretty good team. They're they're a team that is is fun to watch, but Mm -hmm. you know they're they're not really a serious team. And the Rams are bad. So I mean now now you go on to the left side and we talk about you know Ravens good Bills. I mean they're good, right? They can't put anything together, but they they have an elite roster. Um, Chiefs and Lions are good. Broncos are getting hot. But like my point is is on on this side here the latest list I just said you had some better teams, but I mean. Dude, for the most part, this this season has really displayed a lot of bad teams. What do you um, think that is from, though? It's. Well, let, let's let's think about this. I think I think most of the bad ones that you can talk about, I think they all come down to one one pretty similar thing. OK, so on the on, I'm just going to name out a couple teams I said were bad. Um, Cardinals, Redskins, Buccaneers, uh, Packers, Bears. What do they have in common? Bad quarterbacks. Pretty bad quarterbacks, right? So Washington, um, you know, Washington are trying to figure out what they got in the fifth round last year with Sam Howell. So hard really to know there. Um, Kyler Murray, the the Cardinals are pretty desperate to get out of that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buccaneers, they went with a, you know, a Band-Aid in, in Baker Mayfield, and that's kind of evening out. I know he had a good start to the season, but I think all numbers even out at the end, and I think they'll realize that's nothing to really, you know, Nothing to be happy with. The Vikings are probably going to move on from Kirk Cousins. He obviously blood his Achilles, so they're starting Josh Dobbs, Jordan Love. They don't know who he is, and Justin Fields is. You know the, the Bears are going to draft their quarterback this coming year. Justin Fields is, is not going to be their quarterback next year. Um, I think you. I think really what you're seeing here is, um, you know, Mac Jones is bad. Uh, Justin Fields is bad. You have you have you know these quarterbacks that were swings and misses are big swings and misses. especially when you're taking guys in the first round and you're putting heavy draft capital into and trying to build around. If it doesn't work, it's it's a big problem. And coaches get blown out and front offices get blown out. And, you know, that's how your whole structure of a franchise can be based around a quarterback. And when that doesn't work, everything's off.
1: Do you think the NFL is too happy to fire coaches too quickly? Um
0: I don't think the NFL as a whole is right. Jerry Jones, for example, think about him. How many coaches have the Cowboys had over the last? Generally
1: speaking though, do you think NFL coaches are fired maybe a little too quickly?
0: No, but the Panthers really just desperately, you know, want that narrative to change. I I, I don't, (laughs) I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I, I think for the majority, you've got decent enough owners in the NFL. You know, you have a handful of guys. Like, I mean, I said to you before we, we cracked the mics here. I mean, Dude, Dave Tepper in um, in Carolina is um, that might be a problem for Carolina. Like th- that guy is very clearly involved in everything. To get rid of a first year head coach, he's the earliest. And I thought Urban Meyer was fired earlier for some reason, but this is the earliest head coach fire in the middle of the season of his first year. I think the last time it was done was 1961. I think um, I, I can't I can't remember if it's exactly 1961, but it was multiple decades before we were born um he has fired i think he's fired every single coach since he's taken over in the middle of the season ron rivera matt rule now frank reich no matt rule wasn't he in end of the year oh no that was during the the season that's right he's gonna be an issue dude i mean he's very clearly an impatient guy and um i mean this isn't gonna this is not gonna work out for him if if this is his approach on you know front offices and head coaches like we don't know i think people are are way too quick to throw bryce young in the garbage and and think he's a boss it's way too early for any of that i'll just remind everybody that trevor lawrence had a pretty iffy rookie year pretty bad actually yeah i mean you (laughs) think i mean yeah no kidding um so, you know, Joe Burrow had a kind of a funny first year. I mean, he really elevated it year two, but he, uh, got hurt in his first he got year. hurt his first year as well. I mean, but his first few starts were kind of, yeah. You know, I mean, this stuff takes time for guys. And I think everybody wants it to be the um, CJ Stroud effect, right? You want that immediately. But um, to answer your question, no, I don't believe the NFL fire head coaches too early. I do think you have a group of really bad owners out there. Um, I think Woody Johnson's a bad owner. I think the Maras are probably not the best owners. Um, I think obviously Dave Tepper's a huge problem. Snyder was an awful owner. Um, so yeah, I mean I Jim Mersey's a bad owner as well. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean you could go through through the list, but um, I,
1: I wanted to read something off for you um, to get sure. back to your Commanders and to yeah. and to talk about a potential head coach fire. Um, so this is a statement that the Commanders put out just under a week ago after they lost to dallas um that was it that friday that they fired like you said jack del rio yeah. and brent what was his last name brent Wieselmeyer. Wieselmeyer, who was yeah. the what coach he was the defensive backs coach defensive backs coach yep. um so basically the 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 first part of the statement by uh, commander's owner uh josh harris said he talked to ron rivera coach rivera And essentially Rivera said he recommended the firings. I'm going to read the second part of the statement. Sure. This is from Harris. I feel exactly how our fans feel today. Disappointed and frustrated. It's how our players and staff feel as well. I knew our first season of ownership would include challenges along the way and we will not shy away from hard work nor will we be, nor will we be deterred by adversity adversity I can't read you know Lord what adversity. I mean adversity <laughs> there you go as coach Rivera and I discussed all of our energy for the remainder of the season will be focused on playing better more consistent football yep. and developing our players while in Int- intently evaluating the areas in which we need to improve this offseason. Our fans deserve a team that can compete with the NFL's best and win over the long term. I will not waver from that mission. Thank you to our fans for the way in which you've uh, breathed new life into our franchise. We have not been good enough this season, but our resolve for the future is unbroken with that statement. Yeah, love that. Correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like Washington has accepted their fate, and they know that this is not their year, and there's going to be a major overhaul. Why not fire Ron Rivera now and start that overhaul now?
0: Yeah, so a couple points here. Um, Because he's gone at the end of the year, right? Can we universally accept that? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is is happening. I mean, this thing is getting blown up. And and I think if you see Ron Rivera um, game days... um, my interpretation of his kind of body language is, I mean, just, I, I've, I've met him a few times. Um, I love Ron Rivera as a guy. I think everyone says that. I mean, I'm not sure if that even needs to be stated anymore because everyone knows that. Um, but I think you can kind of see he's, he's resigned to his fate. I think he knows where, where this is going, and this is, this is professional football. Um, to your question, um, why not fire him right now? So a couple things. Would I fire him right now? Um, If you asked me this question uh, a week or two ago, I would have said, yes, just fire him right now. Give Eric enemy the reins and see what you have in him. And by the way, there's still an argument to be made there. Because here's my argument real
1: quick for that, because I'm in favor of getting rid of Rivera right now. Treat the remainder of the 2023 season as an extended 2024 preseason, sure so like what you said, see yeah. what you have in the enemy. See, just start bringing yeah. in people. See what you have. Bring in different players from the practice squad. See who sticks. Because again, Harris has given up on the season. If I can use that word, he knows yeah. where the season's going. Why not just start now rather than in the off season?
0: The main point to that is going to be: um What opportunity are you giving Eric enemy here? Really, honestly. What opportunity? And people go, we'll see what you have in him. What? What what are you giving him? You're you're giving him a broken roster, which, by the way, is not his fault. Um, You're giving him um, a quarterback that has been really good at times and has been shaky at other times. Like, I I really like Sam Howell. He has been a a net positive this entire year. Um, You're giving him a really bad defense. A defense that they purposefully made worse. That was bad and made worse with correctly trading away Chase Young and Montez Sweat. What are you giving him? Um, you're giving him a bad roster with five or six games left against some really good teams. Mm-hmm. Dolphins um, next. The Dolphins um, on, on Sunday in in, in FedEx. Um, you're screwing him. You're screwing him to the wall because you're not giving him a real shot at doing this because he's not going to be able to put his staff together. He's not going to be able to put his roster together. Sure, you have guys on the practice squad. They're not going to make you any better. Um, and... To me, when it comes to the Eric Biennemi conversation, a week or so ago, I would have said, just give him a shot. And now I've, I've kind of done some research and just some some looking around. Once you give it time, you realize you're, you're not giving him a fair shot. It's not a fair shot to Eric Bien-Aimé. Um The other thing is, is logistically speaking, um, I'm not interested in winning this year. I was uninterested in winning, and I said this in the press box to a couple of my uh, colleagues, and a couple of them were like, what are you talking about? When we lost that game to the Bears on Thursday Night Football, yeah, it was a reminder to me that this team is unserious, non-competitive, and the same old story. <laughs> so after that game, I remember going, I want to lose every game from this point out. I'm not interested in being the Patriots. I'm not interested in anything. I wanted to be Dallas on Thanksgiving because I hate Dallas, but that's it. I, I'm not interested in any of this because this whole thing needs to be blown up completely. They proceeded to then lose to the Giants twice. They proceeded to get embarrassed by Dallas, <clears throat> you know. So you beat the Patriots. Yeah, I mean that says absolutely <laughs> nothing. Um, that literally says nothing. They gave it to us. Um, so why fire Rivera? Would you want to get better? Do you, do you want like do you want to fire Rivera to make a statement? Okay, well what's a statement worth? Right, firing Rivera does what to you right now? It really does nothing. You have five weeks left. Um, I think there is something to be said about, I think he's very respected in that building. I, I And I, I think they want to do uh, him, they don't want to do him dirty by just getting rid of him in the middle of the year. I think there's a personal aspect to this. Um, there's a lot of answers to your question. Why don't they do this now? I think there's there's a ton of them. I gave you a couple of them. Um, now, I think logistically, the second that they got rid of Del Rio, that said to me, okay, Rivera's here for the rest of the year. Okay. And, and really, that actually has to do with the fact that you don't have anyone else that can call a, def- a defense. Um, Ron Rivera was a defensive coordinator. He's a defensive-minded guy. He'll now take over defensive play calling. If you got rid of Rivera and Del Rio, I don't believe there's anyone on that staff that's even qualified to call a defensive play. So now now you're running into an actual like problem logistically. Um, so... I think those, those are really your, your big reasons. Um, my mind changed last week when I when I, I really, you know, I, I did some some looking into this and kind of some retrospective once you step back and realize, okay, we're not interested in winning football games anymore. What's the goal here? Well, the goal here is to lose for draft position, to get draft picks. Um, and Sam, how? That is it. That's what this whole season I think we got lost and, and caught up in, I did certainly in new owner, new energy, new fan base um you know stadium's gonna be fun dan snyder's finally gone long live the king kind of thing um and we just kind of lost in the fun of it did we realize this team sucks this team was bad last year and they really did nothing to improve it um in this draft class who's, who hasn't given you anything this year um so this, this team this team's going to get blown up um from top to bottom you're going to have a new gm uh, both gms are going to get fired ron rivera's going to be gone I would have to imagine Eric Bieniemy is going to be gone. I, I think, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, I think this whole thing gets completely cleaned up. What's the benefit in that? Well, if you're a head coach, uh, and, and this is this is just something that that I would do if I'm a head coach. Um, if I come into a company and say, "Kind of, you're the new CEO," um, and you know, I have you who I want to be my CMO. I so, said, "Well, Sean would be great at marketing. Sean could do this." Uh, and I go in, and the old guys go, well, hey, this this CMO here, he he's really good. Everyone else sucks, but he's good. I would say, that's awesome. I'll give you a recommendation. Get out. This is my company mm. now. I want this to be my company.
1: But isn't that kind of an incentive to get a good coach to say, hey, we've got a Super Bowl champion offensive coordinator. Come work for us. He's already on our staff.
0: Uh, well, I think it's important. Isn't that a also... selling point? Not really. because okay, Because I also look at his body of work here, and I think he's made this offense – decent. This offense is not great. I, I would argue this offense is not good. I is think this it, offense is, is decent. It, it uh, went from being bad to decent. Um, and I'm not quite sure he's done enough yet at this point for me to say, yeah, he's staying. And also, who's making that call, right? I, I mean, the GMs brought him in here and Ron brought him in here. They're They're all going to be gone. So who comes into the building and says... Yeah, keep him. And I mean, in, in if Josh Harris comes down to the new GM and a new head coach and says, "Well, this is your offensive coordinator," that's problematic. You want to bring a GM in here who says, um, "This is my team. This is I'm going to build this a a way that I did in maybe we bring in somebody from Buffalo, bring in somebody from Cincinnati. And say this is how we built it here. We're going to use analytics. We're going to use um, a specific model in which we." We judge success, so I'm going to put people in place that do that instead of saying, well, this guy has a couple Super Bowl rings. You know, I don't think Eric Bienemy has done enough this year for me to say, well, he's just staying. I just haven't seen it. You know, I mean, you put up seven points in New York against an awful draft yeah, no, I mean, right? that's a good point. That's, it is a good point. So um, there is so much to talk about with this with this commanders team and uh, five games left that I think are going to um, they're going to be long They're you know, I mean, we're, we're playing. Um, yeah, Miami Cowboys Miami. one more time. 49ers. play the Rams in LA. You oh. have a bye week. You have the Jets. Okay, well, um, there's a win. Hopefully. Well, the Jets on Christmas. Eve. Yeah, you
1: might be getting uh, Mr. Rogers back. Yeah, there. <laughs> Mr. Rogers'
0: neighborhood might be coming back. So um, we'll see. I mean, the Jets have some winning to do. If that's going to be the case, um, it's just honestly, um, and I'll end it with this. Um, it's just, you know. I uh, I hate the feeling that I have felt, and I don't know any different. But I just hate the feeling of y- you know it being Thanksgiving and nothing mattering. You know, like it just doesn't it doesn't matter. We're never going to be competitive with Dallas with this roster or with this structure. We're never going to be competitive with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Bills come to town, it's a, it's an L. If Miami comes to town, uh, it's an L. There's not really you know th- it, it just. This is how this team has been basically my whole life. Um, And it just sucks. I I mean, I hate to see it. And it's like, well, now, you know, I just, I don't like being the guy in the picket line with the, with the torches and the, and the, you know, pitchforks saying, well, just fire this guy, fire this guy. We need a brand new. Because, I mean, we said this after Shanahan. We said this after, um, obviously, after Gruden. And then when, you know, Callahan came in and it was clear that out. And then Ron Rivera comes in and then now we're clearing him out. It's just like, you know, it's just exhausting. It just feels like every three years we do this. And, um, I do think that this time is going to be different. Um, because I think the, the head of the snake has been cut off with Dan Snyder gone. And I think you're going to get an actual serious GM in here. And I think Josh Harris is a smart guy and I think he's going to bring in a smart guy. And I think we're going to have a normal NFL structure, um, that we haven't had for years. So we'll see. We'll definitely get into that more as this season progresses, but, uh, yeah, Commanders, man, they're just uh, back in the uh, bottom of the barrel like like we always are. Um, Shawnee, you had a list, and then you had a, a big question to ask, I believe. I did have a list, so let's see if we
1: can pull that up. We had, I guess they're projecting, what, six, seven to ten... Head coaching vacancies, correct? Yes. This yes. is kind of what the NFL experts are predicting. Right. I can't really see your screen too much. Yeah. So, so what teams do we have? we got the New Orleans Saints. Yep.
0: Carolina Panthers,
1: Panthers already. Yep. Uh, commanders. Just talked about yep, them. Just talked about them. Uh, is that Las Vegas, it looks like? Yep. This is Las Vegas. Oh, there you go. You're making a bigger yeah, for me. There we go. Tampa Bay. New England. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. A- Atlanta. That needs to happen, like, tomorrow. Yep. Los Angeles for the Rams, I believe.
0: This is for the Chargers. This oh, is, Chargers. This I'm
1: sorry. I'm, I'm I don't know why I said Rams, um, Bears and Bills, which is a little surprising. Uh, yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, actually, no. First of all, is this more is this more potential teams that will need head coaches than we've seen in past? Uh, it seems like a lot. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. I, d-
0: I do think so. Yeah. Um... I do think so. So, um, all right, all right, go, go through the list here and tell let's me go realistically
1: which ones you think will need new head coaches.
0: So, I think the top of the list, obviously, going to be
1: Chargers and Washington. Yes, yes. Um, I think that's that's Atlanta. Not really close. Atlanta needs to be up there.
0: I think Atlanta does have to be up there. So, if I'm making a list, let's go ahead and try to make a list out from from top to bottom. Okay, I'm going to put the Chargers at no. I'm going to put, I'm going to put the Commanders at one. Really, it, it is as it is as blatant and obvious as as, as all could be. Um they're um, the most obvious. See, I would have put the Chargers one. In the in a way the Chargers could be up there, but, but the reason for me is like the Chargers have shown signs and they've shown signs that this is a good decent roster. They just can't get over the edge. Washington's uncompetitive. They're not there. They uh-huh. haven't even been competitive. You can't look at the you can't look at Washington and go, "Well, man, that's going to be a fun game." Oh, that's on primetime. We'll see what happens here. It's just not going to happen. It's never happened. Um you know, we want to garbage NFC East in in a meaningless 2020 season and that that's been it for us. We've been uncompetitive since completely. Um So I'm putting Washington 1, L.A. 2. I'll put New England 3 because these reports out of New England, the constant, endless, well, Belichick is going to be out and Kraft wants Belichick out. And there's there's unhappiness between Belichick and Kraft and blah, blah, blah. Like those don't come out at this volume. They don't come from nowhere. I think it's pretty clear. New England's moving on for Bill Bill Belichick. And um, I wonder how they do that, though, because I'll be honest,
1: I think it's I think it needs to happen, but I think it's a. Pretty hard PR
0: yeah, selling point. I think this is honestly. I think it's pretty easy if you're a PR. This is because I think it. What happens is, I think the situation is pretty clear. I think this is a mutual parting of ways. I think that, both no, of these guys. I, agree. Are, I I think, think I, they're not going to fire him. No, this is this is a Belichick Brady and now Belichick and Kraft. Like we we've grown tired of each other. This is not the Patriots cut Tom Brady. It was Tom Brady was done. Belichick was done. They wanted to move on from each other. Um, I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, so Las Vegas, obviously, they're the first team uh, to get rid of their GM and coach. Um, Josh McDaniels should have never been a head coach in Vegas. It's a disaster. He'll, he'll never be a head coach again, and he, he shouldn't be. Um, he, he's never proven um, to be a head coach, and uh, he's, he's been a disaster.
1: Can we, um, can we throw – let me know your thoughts on this. Can we throw sure.
0: Tennessee up there, Mike Vrabel? It's, it's actually interesting. Um Tennessee could totally be up there. I, th- I think Tennessee just struggle from um, and and in a way, there is a theory behind just draft every quarterback that you think could be a thing and just shoot <laughs> against the wall. but they've they've gotten it wrong every time. yeah, uh, every single time. Um, and and Ryan Tannehill at his best was a good quarterback. He was never going to be a guy that would take you over the edge. And the way that that offense is structured, is uh, just, I mean, they're clearly a run heavy team. They're, they're a team that likes, they're just an old school. Mike Vrabel's an old school guy. Um, so, like, going out and getting DeAndre Hopkins was weird to me. Obviously, getting rid of AJ Brown for Traylon Burks was just a disaster. So, there is grounds for that. <clears throat> there is there is grounds for that completely. Um, I could be talking to that, definitely. Um, depends how the season ends up for them. Uh, Bears are up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Eberfluss, I mean, there's, I mean, I know Justin Fields has been hurt, but. Has he impressed you?
1: Like seriously? No. no. Didn't they win all field goals? On yeah. was it Monday night?
0: Yeah, against the yeah, Vikings. That was, right. that was awful. <laughs> <clears throat> that actually hurt my uh, hurt my face to watch. Um, Atlanta. Yeah, Arthur. I think Atlanta. I mean, Arthur Smith has has been uninspiring. I, I think to he the figures out who they
1: traded the most capital for to get good draft picks yeah. and then he just figures out a way not to use them
0: yeah i mean and listen when you when you yeah i mean kyle pitts and Deshaun robinson, robinson just can't yeah figure it out and it's just so frustrating um also you know again we, I'm, I'm sorry there's no i, I love the guy um uh, but when you turn to taylor Heineke as your option at qb you've quit on the season i mean because taylor heinecke is a really good backup quarterback i mean if he's a guy that you're turning to in games to, to win you games he's a really fun colt mccoy mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know what else to tell you um that's that. Tampa Bay is is something something interesting because I think they they <clears throat> excuse me I think they settled unfortunately where um, the Eagles were after 2018. You remember the Eagles bottomed out and Doug Peterson was fired. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big conversation went, "What do you do with him?" And I mean, they bottomed out, bottomed out because they held on to their Super Bowl roster too long. I think Tampa Bay did the same thing. Am I wrong? Yeah, didn't they have
1: <laughs> all their starters from the Super Bowl year return, which is unheard of? All of them. Yeah. And yeah. coaches.
0: Yeah, and coach yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh couldn't run it back. Tom Brady looked like he was losing a little bit of his edge. Um, and that was kind of that. Um, so yeah, I do think um I do think Todd Bowles is is certainly on the hot seat because he's been there long enough to put his stamp on this team. Right. Um And I don't think he's done anything overly exciting to make you feel like. And also remember last year, they were like, I know they made the
1: playoffs, but they were bad.
0: Yeah, they were bad. They
1: were just, I mean, they just looked bad.
0: Don't even ignore the record. They just looked bad. So I agree. I think he's gone. fear to do what the Eagles did and bottom out. Yeah. Bottom out and get your QB. And they just didn't do that. Um, Who else is on this list? New Orleans. Dennis Allen. Um, I feel like he was just made head coach by default because he's just kind of been there. But... You know, I think that whole thing's got to get torn down. Mm-hmm. I just don't think anything in, inspiring is going on in, in uh, over in uh, in New Orleans. Um, bills, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? You what see, do I bills? think about yeah. that. Uh,
1: I mean, I, I could. I don't think it happens, but I could see it. Um, they yeah, have definitely been very, very disappointing. And you know what's the unfortunate thing is, mm-hmm. they're in an AFC where now you got Joe Burrow's out for the season, so. That opens up a playoff spot for you to get. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is out. Kansas City is obviously going to be there. The Chargers aren't looking good. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of opportunity. Ravens. What's that?
0: Uh, you're saying in the AFC.
1: In the AFC, yeah. there's a lot of opportunity for the Bills just to go out and get a playoff spot, yeah. and they just find ways to lose every single time I don't know, that they're the out coffee. on the field.
0: I'm just coughing like the now. Yeah, you are now. coughing. What you're the you're choking like the Bills. It's really bad. Yeah, honestly, just call me the Connor <laughs> so
1: Bills. So I, I, you know, I Buffalo's just weird, man. Yeah. That, that's yeah, a dude. really, really weird team. That I could see it, but I don't think
0: it happens. If that makes sense. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Um, it something it would, they would have to implode at the end of the year. I, I just think, think so. I just think there's there's way too much talent. I think Josh Allen's turnovers are are a, a, a very much a problem.
1: Thank you. Yeah. You refused to say that Negative. for the longest time. Nope. Nope. Yes, you did. You're a liar. No, I, you didn't. You know there are, are multiple podcasts in which you said, eh, you know what, this is just who Josh Allen is. It's yes. like a Brett Favre. He's just going to throw intercept. Yep. You were downplaying yep. it. Nope. Yes, incorrect. you were. I can walk and chew
0: gum. Okay. We, Brett Favre's turnovers were a problem, were they not? Any turnover is a problem. No, not any turnover. Some turnovers are just arm punts, whatever. I mean, you can go through. A majority of turnovers... Are problematic, yes, right? But when you're in the bill, when you're the Bills and you lose Week One
1: after Josh Allen throws three interceptions against the Jets, and you lose in overtime, a yes. game you would have scored on one of those possessions, he turned the ball over and yes. not gone to overtime. That Josh Allen single-handedly lost the game for the Bills last week. Turns over the ball deep yeah. in the was it in the, their own zone, so the uh, Eagles get it. That's a good and question. The Eagles ended exactly. up scoring, goes to overtime. Yeah, they lose in overtime. Uh, Patriots first game of the uh, uh, from scrimmage, he throws an interception. Right. Patriots end up winning that game in a very small yes. margin. They've been so problematic. It, it's not like Josh Allen's throwing one interception a game and they they end up losing by forty five points, right? And then you go, oh, "Well, you know, it's just in the mix right. of, of what happened." He's throwing interceptions turning the ball over and they're losing by very tiny margins. You go, well, if he didn't throw that interception, they would have won. I no
0: mean, doubt. you could say that about multiple games no doubt. with the bills. No doubt. I mean, you could say that about a lot of turnovers. What I'm saying is that a lot of it is baked into the cake with a majority of Josh Allen. Turnovers are baked into the cake where if I told you your quarterback is going to throw, if I said to you, Mac Jones is going to throw for 380, yeah, four touchdowns and two picks. Would you take that? Yeah, you would.
1: I mean, I would take it. I yeah, you would take the it. picks. Well, Okay, no t- but this I is my like point. Yeah, time out. I'm going to go back to 2021 mm-hmm. when the Commanders, or I guess they were the football team then, when the football the team, whatever they were, the Redskins, yes. got Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yes. You said, "quote eh, He's going to be the 385, four touchdowns, yep. two interceptions type guy. He's yep. a gunslinger. He'll throw interceptions. Whatever. Same with Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. one of those quarterbacks. That's fine. Yes. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not supposed to be Josh Allen. Correct. Josh Allen is supposed to lead his team to a Super Bowl. Yes. Am I am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And that's why I'm saying right now. The problem is... So you what, can't just say, oh, he, he's a Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's fine. No, he is supposed to be the franchise guy that wins multiple Super Bowls. Here. He cannot be turning the ball over multiple times per
0: game for as long as he has. If it's costing you games... Which it is. ...that becomes problematic. I think what happens is is that we overlook the two turnovers when he wins 38-10 to 10 against Washington. We overlook the two picks. Well, it doesn't matter. They blew out the other team. Right. When the Bills' defense is now struggling, and now you're at a point where they can't get any pass rush on Jalen Hurts, and now it comes down to Josh Allen's turnovers, his turnovers haven't changed. The importance of them have changed. You see what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, it's it's very easy for people to say, well, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, just he's not elite. He turns the ball over too much. Well, no, Brett Favre would do this all the time where he would have games where he turned the ball over a lot and scored a lot and the defense played well, and contextually they played a worse team, so those turnovers didn't matter. And then there were times where Brett Favre is in the NFC title game, and he throws a pick against the Saints where yeah, they now walk him off. Yep. Those, it doesn't mean that the turnovers are good. It means that contextually they meant different things. You can walk and chew gum and say, well, he turns the ball over too much. I agree. I have said that forever. Mm-hmm. But over the course of a season, different opponents, the way your defense plays, the way your offense is playing, will judge how important those turnovers are. And so he has thrown live, them in
1: important games. Yes.
0: And you and live with them, you live with them in the wins and they hurt in in the losses. Where when when that's why I say to you, walk and chew gum. If he throws 35 touchdowns and 18 picks, and those 18 picks are a big deal, okay, that's fine. Those 18 picks, maybe six of those were game changing and hurt the Bills. Right? Maybe the other ones were in blowout games and they were bad. I'm saying that as an example as you have to be able to contextually look at the big picture and go. I, I, that's why I say you can live with the turnovers. I'm not saying like his turnovers are a no big deal. No problem. Okay, but you can't, hands you
1: can't live with them if you're not going to make the playoffs because of them.
0: I agree, but th- I, I now that I agree with and that's why I'm saying his turnovers are becoming a problem because I mean, in big moments against good teams. In, a, in 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 situations where now you need to start winning games, mm-hmm. turnovers like what he's been throwing in recent weeks are becoming problematic because they're just kind of low IQ. Like, dude, what are you doing? Which is stupid. It's just dumb stuff. It's like uh, Brett Favre, again, did this in the title game where it's like, dude, what are you doing? And, and they become hugely problematic. I think the Bills problem is also I don't think it's I think Josh Allen is so high profile that a lot of the attention goes to him and rightfully so i think their defense has struggled as well mm-hmm. their defense has definitely struggled over the last few weeks and it's what? costing them games there's no reason for them to be six and six
1: well let's go through the it's rest of their schedule let's do it in kansas city on sunday okay. at 425 don't even get me started on the nfl's need to flex some games i just i'm gonna be so mad that i'll basically be in the press box like just running around doing stuff able to sit down and watch <laughs> for the that. commanders God. uh then they they host the cowboys okay Then they travel out to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Okay. Then they host the Patriots. Already beat them once this year. We're coming again. (laughs) Then they're down in Miami. They don't have an easy schedule. Now they should beat the Chargers and the Patriots, if we're honest. Dude. I think we're I think we're at the point where we should probably start accepting we're not going to see Buffalo in the playoffs. Oh, I think that's way too early. No, to say I don't think that. so. Accepting Look, it if they well not accepting, accept, but, but I starting think you're saying not accept. being. Yeah, I
0: think I think we no, have to, no, It's a real possibility. Let, let me erase your sentence and okay, write another one. There we go. Expecting to not be in the playoffs means that this is a likelihood. It is a I likelihood. think it's, you need to start preparing yourself for a possibility that they're not in the playoffs. What are you? I'm expecting. Oh, boy. I think you just hate them. Can you do agree that you them. just hate them hate and you the want, to see them I I yeah, want to see, see them see, fail? I see. No, no, no See what I, happened there? He right, just right, got look, exposed.
1: All right. Let's just say theoretically they were playing the Jets next week and then they were playing the Cardinals okay. and then they were playing the, the Bears and the, and the Vikings, yes. Right. You go, okay. Then they're going to put it together because they do. I mean, two weeks ago they blew out the Jets 32 to 6. So they win games when needed to because yeah, they they're, 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 really they're a good team they're a really good team they make statement wins but the reality is chiefs cowboys dolphins are three of the five remaining games and by the way the the dolphins and the chiefs are on the road
0: okay let's look up the playoff picture right now okay. and really they, start... they fell a lot since their overtime loss to the so eagles so the important thing is to see here we go okay right. so the important thing for them is not to necessarily look at their schedule. I want you to start looking up now um, the Colts schedule, okay, and the Browns schedule. So the Browns are seven and four, um, and the Colts are six and five. All right, ready? Colts here. Okay, Colts remaining schedule, and then I'll tell you the Browns remaining schedule. Colts are in Tennessee. Okay,
1: in uh, Cincinnati. Okay, hosting the Steelers. Okay, in Atlanta, hosting yep. the Raiders. Hosting the Texans. That's a very winnable schedule.
0: Uh so Texans are Texans they'll
1: probably lose to. Well, there's two games in there that are probably gonna lose to as well. Maybe the Steelers. Yes. The Bengals they should handle, Titans they should handle. Well, sure, and by should, I mean like they... they yeah, I don't know if they win, but they should be able know, to dude. handle it.
0: Yeah, the Browns are kind of a, a, a gutsy team. No, and... this is... I'm talking... This is the Colts. Oh, I'm sorry, the Colts. I'm looking at the What Browns. are the Browns' schedule? So the Browns' remaining schedule. Let's see here. So you've got the... Um, their uh Rams. Yeah. But the Jaguars. Okay. Bears, Texans, Jets, Bengals. So Jags are going to be tough. Texans are going to be tough. Rams are going to be tough. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean let, let's be clear. I mean, the... The, I mean, the Browns, Colts, and let me see. The Texans are a problem here. The Broncos are Texans on the rise. have a very easy schedule. I mean, dude, the yeah, you know, Shawnee, looking at this alone makes me feel a little more nervous for the Bills. than um. Yeah, I mean, you you might you, you definitely might be right. They do have a bye week this week, right? Or is it? Wait, no, it's a week 13 bye week. Wait, hang on. They're playing. Week let me three. see when they're playing the Chiefs. When do they play the Chiefs? It's not going to be this Sunday, I don't believe uh, You right. know,
1: on Google, it just shows you the
0: next game. It doesn't yeah. tell you, like, what so week it is. By week this week. December 10th. Okay, yeah. So, okay. they have a bye week Yeah, dude. This is kind of a problem because if it's not, if the Colts and, and, and Browns... They have, like, iffy schedules, you know? Look at how many AFC teams are actually doing way better than you think. You have to go down, basically, to the 10th seed before you find a, a, an, an even record to losing record. Yeah. Broncos six and five, Texans six and five, Colts six and five, Browns seven and four, Steelers seven and four, Dolphins eight and three. I mean, it just you start going up the list. I mean, this AFC is. Go to the bottom of the list. Bottom of the <laughs> list, yeah. Let's go down to the Patriots here. God have mercy. Um. Yeah, you know, Sean, I think you might be right. I mean, I the, I mean, this is, the, I mean, it's the, not, it's not easy. It's that's the, why the, I, the Bills are going to have to, if not win out, mm. lose a game. I mean, they, uh, let's be clear with ourselves here. If I you, think if they you finish the season 10 and 7, mm-hmm. um, 10 and 7 is is the minimum here. What would 10 and 7 bring them to? How many losses would that be?
1: Two, what, are they, what are they at right now for losses? 6 and 6? six and six so that would be just they can afford one more loss so, so
0: would it be yeah
1: you that might yeah. you might be right they can lose one game They can lose a game. which would theoretically be kansas city which means you have to beat dallas at home so that's a little
0: yeah a little mean, bit the, of a bonus little right little there little dallas. i don't wow. know that's tough that's tough man now that you bring that up and just kind of pulling that up i mean it's dude if you i i'm sweating if i'm a bills fan I'm sweating. That's Um, my
1: point. Is they're supposed to be a really good team. He's just yeah. And it's I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know what's going on with them either. Anyways, I have one more thing for us to do. If we don't have anything else. Nope. So I was with my family and we went out to a restaurant. It was a sports bar and I got a fajita. You know how fajitas come out? They're oh, sizzling yeah. hot. Sizzling fajitas. A sizzling hot fajita. So oh, I man. had the idea. We're going to do a little segment okay, where we're going to give a hot take and then a sizzling hot fajita hot take. Okay. <laughs> now, a hot take is <laughs> oh, uh, man, some, is a take like, I don't know. Michael but,
0: Jordan's not. Well, no, Michael. No, no, no.
1: hot take would be. Ah, jeez. I'm trying to think of a good one. Uh, let me put it this way. A hot take you can factually defend. Kind of like okay. I just defended the Bills not making the playoffs okay. by pointing out the schedules, right? Okay. You can defend it okay, on at least some extrapolation of facts. Extrapolation. If like that's it. a word, I don't know. You can pull some facts. That's what I'm trying to say. Sure. A sizzling hot fajita hot take is... Corey Kispert is better than Michael just Jordan. Just your gut feeling. Yeah, okay. Just your gut feeling. Okay. Do you want mine? Go ahead, please. My hot take... Texans went out. <coughs> wow. That Texans is my hot. Let me. So factually speaking, let me pull up the Texan schedule. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Yep. In New York against the Jets in Tennessee, hosting okay. the Browns, hosting the Titans in Indianapolis against the Colts. Okay. Oh, and I'm sorry. This week they are hosting the Broncos. Oof. That that'll be fun. That's that'll be, be a really game. fun game. Actually, that's going to be a good game. I think
0: they went out. That is my take right there. All right, hot take That me. is my hot take. What's this, your hot this take? This is a hot take. Uh, okay. Commanders lose out. Can you factually defend it? I can defend this. Um, so, Dolphins, you're going to lose this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you play. You have a bye week, week 14. You play in Los Angeles against the Rams. This is the real question mark of the Jets. Week 16. Really questionable. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, what does Aaron Rodgers look like? I mean, is that even a thing? Then you play the 49ers and you play Dallas. Yeah. I, I think the I, commanders I think lose a, out. I don't even know if that's much of a hot take. I think it's a little bit of a hot take because I think I'm understating how bad the Jets are. And I'm also assuming that the Rams are like good. And I'm just not sure the Rams are good. Okay. <laughs> you ready for my sizzling hot fajita hot take? Give me a sizzling hot fajita hot take. To go back on just
1: what we were talking about, at okay. some point this year, Josh Allen is benched. That, that is so embarrassing. I know. For who? It, uh, I'm not saying for a so game, bad. I'm not saying for the rest of the season during a game this year, at some point, Josh Allen is benched by the coach, not related to injury. Mm. It's, it's just a gut wow. feeling. I got nothing to defend it. Okay. I don't even know if I fully believe it, but that, that is a gut mm-hmm. feeling of mine. Okay. What is yours? Dallas
0: is going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. I like that. They're going to I lose in like the first that. round of the playoffs, and um, they're not going to host the game, right? Because they're not going to win the NFC East. Most likely now. Most likely the Eagles are going to coast away with this one. So they'll be playing <laughs> on the road, and they'll probably play a bad team if I had to imagine. They'll right? most
1: likely play the uh, winner of the NFC South. Okay. Um, which might not even have a winning record. That
0: would be an issue. That would really undercut my uh, my. No, I, I don't know, man. If they got to go to like Seriously, Atlanta or something, at that might fifth, be... Well, fifth and sixth, right, would we'll play? And fourth and s- no, four
1: and five play because uh, two, two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five.
0: Oh man,
1: <laughs> I don't know. see it's a sizzling hot. Sizzling hot I like take. Cowboys
0: are gonna lose in the first round. I know round you just playoffs. hate the Cowboys, I hate them with all my heart.
1: <laughs> all right, so Josh Johnny. Allen gets uh, benched and okay. the Cowboys lose the first round. I like that.
0: I like that. Um, <laughs> well, NFL football is going on as we speak, and uh, wings haven't been ordered yet, no, dude. No I don't yet. even know how to get to Buffalo Wild Wings anymore, we haven't been there in three weeks. Almost it's too a month. long, yeah. Well, you know what time it is, Shawnee. It's good to see your face, guy. Thank good you, to be sir. back in the saddle, even though I'm coughing a whole bunch. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, wherever you are on this fine planet. We will be back here hopefully next week, Shawnee. I think you said you weren't going to be here next week. I do not believe I will be. Is here. Is there a situation? Next week? Okay, well, we're, we're going to have to figure out the schedule. Um, My girlfriend's ch- coming to town. Sorry, people. Aw, so I cute. Know. Well, enjoy it. Uh, Shawnee, always good to see your face. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are on this planet Earth. We will see you guys next week in some capacity. And as always, I'll catch you guys on the other side.